Today's episode of the JJ Rick podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network is brought to you by World Central Kitchen. Their relief team is working across America to safely distribute individually packaged fresh meals in communities that need support. They're now serving tens of thousands of meals daily in some of our biggest cities like New York and LA. And they're launching initiatives across America to deliver fresh, hot meals to hospitals and clinics fighting on the front lines while keeping local restaurants and business as well. You can directly help the heroes in hospitals and clinics who are fighting for us, and you can help keep your local restaurants alive. Go to theringer.com slash WCK to donate. That's theringer.com slash WCK. We're trying to raise $250,000. And if you have the means, it's an unbelievably great and useful cause that helps our hospital heroes, emergency workers, and local restaurants. Please give whatever you can. The money goes directly to World Central Kitchen, and it's a charitable donation. Once again, that's theringer.com slash WCK. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jamel Hill. And I'm Van Lathan. We're proud to introduce our new podcast, The Wire, Way Down in the Hole. First episodes hit you on April 15th. Now, every podcast episode will include recaps, signature moments, foreshadowing, key character deep dives, little known facts, and also awards such as We Love This Show But, the Stringer Bell Fuckboy Award, my personal favorite, who won the episode, and more. So join us in West Baltimore on April 15th. This week's episode of the January Podcast with Tommy Alter. Uh, we are joined now by my teammate, Lonzo Ball. Zo, what's up, man? What's good, bro? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We uh, Before you came on, we were just, Tommy and I were just talking about um, how some of the boredom from uh, from the quarantine has really taken its toll on me. I, uh, I went on Twitter last night and I was just spouting off at random people. <laughs> That's actually not hard to believe, bro. It's not hard to believe. I'm not going to lie. So do you know he was off social media for like two years? Yeah. I kind of followed him a little bit. Completely. And it's been, he's been on Twitter for three weeks. And this was always the concern was that once he gets back on, he really gets back on. He doesn't know how to just like drop shit on there and then just like walk away. <laughs> I mean, it's, he is entertainment though. Yeah. How do you... I How told you, a kid on Instagram last night that I had a better baseball card collection than him. Like that's to the level that I was stooping. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I was just on one. I was on one. It'd be like that. Sometimes. Have you ever been at that point where you were, where someone's coming at you on IG or something in the comments and you're like, I just want to come back and flame them. Um, I'm never, I've never responded. Now nah, never pulled a JJ before. <laughs> I'm sure you wanted to. Do you feel like do you feel like you've had um an undue amount of like attention and pressure in your first couple of years? Uh I wouldn't call it undue, but I mean it was for sure there. I mean I already knew what it was gonna, you know, be playing in LA, especially living there my whole life. So I kinda had a feeling of what it was gonna be like. So I'm not gonna call it undue, but it was for sure there. Yeah, I guess I don't mean undue like you didn't deserve the attention. I, I mean more just like it, it, it is interesting to me because I I think I've talked with a couple of guys on our team about this, but like you're you're really famous. Like how many? Like you have like tens of millions of social media followers. Like it's insane. Yeah, I mean the TV show too. 
Yeah. Yeah. To come into the league with that amount of attention has got to be a challenge. What do you think was like the, the hardest adjustment w- with having all that attention right away? I think the hardest adjustment was just the schedule, really. I mean, people don't understand how many games you play in the league, you know, and everybody's watching you every night, especially playing for the Lakers, being number two pick. So I think that was just the biggest part, you know, playing and flying and playing and flying, and, you know, just getting adjusted to the season. We, t- we talked about this with a couple guys. I remember with, with Zion in particular. So um, one thing I'm always interested in, and JJ, you should probably speak to this as well because you had some of this in college. But from a, from a really young age, you had a lot of pressure on you. You know what I mean? There's just a lot of attention. There's a lot of hype. There's a lot of this. And you're like, you got to deal with all the shit that like a normal kid has to deal with, plus all of this. But yet you hand you you and Zion are both unique, and it's sort of ironic that you're teammates because you guys have both been able to sort of handle this without um, you know, cracking at all or anything like that. Like, how did you manage to uh do that? I think just time over time, you know, you just realize what it is, you know, it's part of the life. I think for Zion, you know, um, he's been in the spotlight since he was in high school. So, you know, he's been in it for a couple of years now. It's not like he just just got famous. So I think social media kind of blows everything up a little bit, but um, I think kids in today's world are knowing in high school, you know, you can't do certain stuff, obviously, because you always watch. It is amazing to me, though, like my observations of the two of you guys and the similarities, how level-headed you both are, given the amount of attention, given the amount of fame. I just think, I, I mean, and I'm not, try- not trying to gas you up, but I am. You know, it is, it is super rare is there someone in your life that helps you with that? Or are you just naturally just sort of attuned to, to just blocking out noise? Oh, I think I was just always just like that. Uh, I think the way I was raised had a lot to do with it. Yeah, I mean, I credit to my family. I'm always with them. I had them, you know, in my corner no matter what. So a lot of credit goes to them. What have you, uh, what have you been doing right now? Because like, I'm, I'm kind of... Going, like I said, I'm going a little stir crazy. So, like, what have you been doing to like pass the time? I know you, I know you play video games, but what else? Yeah, video games, uh, dancing. You know, I got a couple of my family members over here, so we all at least stay together in the same house. So I got a little company, dogs, daughter. Uh, that's about it, man. I mean, it's nearly not too much to do besides stay in the house and try to enjoy your people. Did you Did you watch Horse last night? I'm not gonna lie, I did it, but I'm glad I didn't because I did see JJ's little Twitter post, so. I heard it wasn't that good. <laughs> I the thing is like people the responses on there were a lot of um, like well at least it's something and I I do appreciate the effort effort and obviously CP's my guy he was one of the participants so like I appreciate the thought and the effort but obviously there were some logistical issues and had the produ- had had just the production value been a little bit better I think I I think I might have enjoyed it more. I think I might. Tommy, what was your take on horse? Uh, I thought I agreed with you. I mean, I thought you were a little harsh, um, but it it definitely, it definitely didn't look good. And I mean, my, my, I don't think this is that controversial of a take. I think horse is kind of a whack game in general. Hmm. You know, I would, I would have rather had them come. They already have tried it in the all-star didn't really work. I would have rather had them come up with something totally unique that I mean, I know it's it's a challenge because people can't be in the same place, but it just felt like they were going back to the well with a game that like so. Like, when's the last time you've played horse in your life? It's been a minute. I mean, my brother plays horse a lot though, so I mean, I've played it before. It's just been a while. I think the problem is JJ probably thinks he can beat everybody that played 
I think that was what the problem was. You know, I can win this whole thing, so why would I even watch it type thing? Okay, hold on a second. I, I deserve to be able to respond to that. Hold on a second. So first of all, I was not salty that I did not get invited. I would have passed it. I would have turned it down anyways. But secondly, I don't even have a court to go shoot on. I, they ripped the rims off, the outdoor rims off in, where, I'm, where I'm staying, at the park where I'm staying. So it's, what, I, wasn't, I, I wouldn't, couldn't have done it anyways, man. It's all good. Okay. All right. It's all good. There it is. Plus, also, Thor, Thor Ragnarok was on at the same time. And given the choice between watching grainy footage of people playing horse on crooked rims in their driveway or <laughs> the greatest Thor movie in the trilogy, I'm going to choose Thor Ragnarok every time. Every time. Thor is legit. He might be my, best, my favorite superhero after the Avengers. Yeah. After I see him, he might be. So when you guys were growing up, did you just, would you just pull up to random parks with you and your brothers and just like thrash people? Uh, we actually had a court in my backyard, but yeah, there was a full court park about five minutes from where we stayed that we used to go to and play people all the time. Cause I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about like Horace. I'm thinking about like 21. I'm thinking about just like random Chino park or random, whatever Southern California park. And then all of a sudden these three brothers pull up, especially before you guys started getting all the hype. And all of a sudden it's just like, it's just, a, it's like a different type of family. It's like, it's not like it's just one dude shows up and is really good. It's like three of them and they're all kind of different. And people I'm sure were not, uh, I'm sure they were happy at first that you came. And then afterwards they were probably like, we don't want those guys to come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have a pretty good record. I would say in Chino Hills parks for sure. Um, like you said, it was never just one person. You know, we always had at least five or six people, honestly, um, between my cousins and a couple of my best friends. So we always had a nice little squad, you know, riding around the town. I would love, dude, I would love to have a brother that could hoop. My brother was okay. But he was also like five. Like, what's the age gap with you and Mello? He's 18. I'm 22. So oh, okay. Yeah, that's about what me and my brother were. But we were, we were four grades apart. So when I was a senior in high school, he was in eighth grade. So we never got to hoop together. I want to talk a little bit about like this, this season with, with the Pelicans. Cause it's been honestly one of the oddest seasons uh, of my NBA career. Well, it has now, now with what's going on now, it's definitely the oddest. But even before this, you know, we started one and seven We had a 13 game losing streak after that. Uh, Zion gets hurt, you know, in preseason we're missing him and we still somehow with 18 games to go had or have uh, you know, a chance to, a chance to be in the playoffs and make some noise. What kind of, what kind of adjustment was it when you got traded coming from LA to new Orleans? I mean, I really didn't know what to expect because, uh, I mean, everybody knows I lived in, you know, California my whole life. So just moving to new Orleans, I didn't really know what it was going to be like coming in. Um, I was happy that, you know, obviously B.I. came and, um, Jay Hart, you know, to do some close with. So obviously I didn't have to do it by myself. I just think at the beginning of the year, I think we just had a brand new team. You know, people didn't really know, you know, what their spots were, what the positions were, you know, what their roles were. And I felt like, you know, after we finally got past that and the injuries and, you know, looked at the schedule and said, we have time. I think ever since then, things started coming together. What do you think? What do you think was the turning point? Because I, I can I can think of a few things, but, you know, we we were actually playing much better prior to Zion even coming back. And obviously him coming back gave us a huge boost and, and it helped us move up the standings. But do you, do you think of, is there anything in your mind where you're like, Oh, this is when things started to really turn for us. I don't think I have a specific date or game. I just feel like just 
randomly we kind of just started, you know, clicking. I felt like it was kind of, you know, started to get fun to play together. You know what I mean? Like we have a lot of pieces that we already knew, you know, we knew we had talent and stuff, but I feel like at the beginning it just wasn't, it like wasn't clicking. And then I think just out of nowhere, it kind of just started clicking. Yeah. Games right around, like right before Christmas, right? Like as we ended at, uh, we went on that West coast trip. We, we had started the end of the 13 game losing streak with a, with a win in Minnesota. And then we, uh, we won a few more games on that trip. We come home, we beat Houston and Indy on a back to back at home. And then all of a sudden, like we just pretty much from that, that point on, like, but like we were, you know, consistent and playing good basketball. It was also sure. around that time that you started uh, to me, like as your teammate, as an observer, I just I felt like it was a different energy, like a new level of aggression. Obviously the shooting went up, but there was an aggression and a confidence that happened right around that time, right around Christmas. Were you doing anything different? Or do you think it just all of a sudden everything started clicking? No, nah, really. It was just my body, bro. I mean, you know, I was still kind of hurt from, you know, last year, my ankle, so I was kind of waiting for that to come around. And then, you know, like you said, around that time, it finally started. You know, my gate started opening up. I could run a little faster. Um, I remember after that dunk, for me at least in Portland, I know when I caught that tip jam, I knew, you know, I was starting to feel a little better. So that's kind of when it turned around for me. Looking into your career now, now that you've been in it for a few years, when do you start feeling like you're sort of comfortable with the landscape of the league, no matter who you play? You know what I mean? Because like you've played multiple players. I mean, I think it's different for everybody. I mean, for me, uh, you know, I was feeling real good, you know, towards the end of the season. For Zion, for instance, he came in and started dominating from the first game. I mean, everybody's different. You just got to, you know, take your path and, you know, uh, do the best you can. When you throw those three-quarter court lobs to him, what are you What are you looking at? Like, where where are you trying to aim your pass to? Because it's 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 incredible how how accurate they are. It really is. Yeah, it looks it looks good, but I mean, I really just aim for the corner of the backboard. Really, I mean, as you know, Zion's gonna he's probably gonna <laughs> catch insane. it no matter where you throw it. So yeah, I mean, it's just I really just try to get over the defender because I know I, he's gonna get higher than him. So as long as I do that, it's usually yeah. gonna work out. Yeah. What's the read when you when you throw it on the spin out lob? Because I don't I don't think I've ever actually I've thrown a few lobs. Obviously, I played with Dwight and DJ and stuff, but. Uh, Never been a lob passer, obviously. When the so on a spin out lob, Zion's posting up on the left block, and his defender sort of drapes over him, and he spins out, and you lob it in. What's what's the read? What are you, are you reading? His the position, the timing. What, what's going through your head when that when that's uh, happening? It's really, it's really Z, to be honest. I mean, he kind of gives me that look, like you know, I'm about to spin out because you you know how strong he is and you know, he's just, it's just, it's odd being, you know, that heavy at that size. Like once he gets you at a certain angle, you're not really going to get back in front of him. So, I mean, Z kind of just, you know, gives me the little sign and then he ends up spinning out and the ball is there. That's uh, I, I, I'm reminded of sort of the connection that we had on the Clippers uh, with like CP and DJ and CP and Blake, or like we used to run this little, uh, fake ball screen pin down play for me with CP DJ, but a DJ and it just, it all, it was never verbal. And it was all always just like a look that we would give each other. Like we, we could make those reads. The fact that it's happened so quick with you and Z is, is just, it's remarkable. Do you guys, I, I mean, I've never been privy to any of these conversations. Are you having these conversations with him or is this just something that's just natural on the court? Nah, it's really just natural. I mean, Z's a, 
he's a different type of talent. I never really played with a guy like him before. Um, so, like I say, he compliments my game tremendously, and I'm just happy to be with him. When I, t- uh, talk, talk to me about you and, uh, and Brandon's little ritual you guys do on the road or even sometimes coming back at night at home. When did you start doing that just in terms of coming in the gym at night and getting extra shots up? Uh, well, Jake, shit. Yeah, I've always been a gym rat since I knew him. Uh, that's kind of how I gravitated to him. Um, you know, you, you appreciate guys that, you know, do their job and then, you know, work hard. You know, for instance, like you, you come in every day, you know, even though you're a veteran in the game, play forever, still getting up the same shots every day, you know, first one on the court type things, doing the layup that saved us in Sacramento, you know what I mean? So me and B.I., we was close from day one just because he worked so hard. Um, and then plus I knew, you know, we're, we're the same age. And then he was in L.A. spotlight, you know, I was too. So we kind of, you know, just got together like that. But, um, man, I would say a lot of credit goes to Fred. Yeah. Fred gets us in there a lot. Uh, it's not like he's forcing us anything, but he's there as well. And it's, you know, it means a lot when he, you know, leaves his family and kids at home to come help us, you know, get better. So, I mean, so you just, guys are doing that with him at night uh, in New Orleans. And then when you land, like when we land in a city for a road game at three or four in the afternoon, you're going back that night and shooting. Is that, is that kind of the, the routine basically? Yeah, just a little tune up, you know, just, Especially on the road, you got to get it in just because, you know, flying yeah. and stuff. So, you know, um, yeah. I mean, we don't even look at it like it's hard work, really. It's kind of fun. You know, we play games and stuff. We get our drills done. You know, we get ready for the game. What did, what did, when did Fred, what was the timeline with Fred working with you on your shooting? And what kind of, because I think a lot of people have noticed a subtle, it's, it's not like drastic, at least in my eyes, but it's a, it's a subtle change in your form. How, how much, or how much work was that to change? And, and kind of when, when did that start with Fred? Uh, it's a lot, it was a lot of work. And I'm still working on it, you know, today. Uh, Fred got me, I mean, basically from the first first day I came into the gym. It's funny how he changed, kind of changed my shot. He did it like day by day. Like he let me shoot on the left the first day and he slowly moved it over. He's like, keep your hand up, you know, bend your knees more. So, I mean, it's still a work in progress. You know, it's kind of tough trying to change, you know, a shot and get it perfect, you know, as season's, you know, going on. So, you know, some games it feels like it feels good. Some games it feel it doesn't feel as good. So, I mean, you know, with the credit of coaches, though, and you guys, especially you, I mean, you give me a lot of confidence, you know, telling me to shoot. You know, you always tell me to shoot, even when, you know, it's not a good night for me. So, yeah. um, so credit to you guys, man, and just, you know, just trying to get better every day, really. Is it is it in your mind during the course of a game about your form? Like, are you past that point now, or at least sort of at the end of this season, when you were really in that groove where you had like seven threes, eight threes, six threes, those three straight games or whatever it was, are you now at the point where you're not thinking about the form and not thinking about those adjustments that you have to make, you know, in terms of having the ball on the left side versus having the ball on the right side? For sure. I mean, all the work that I've put in, you know, to get, you know, where it is today. Um, now I'm feeling like this is how I used to shoot, you know, I'm yeah. making six, three, six threes a night, you know, when you open, take it. Um, obviously in the beginning it was a little tough because it felt it just didn't feel right. Like it's not how I shoot, but now it's definitely how I shoot. So I'm yeah. happy with it. It's interesting when I when I've watched uh, and even you know before I was your teammate, obviously I, I I watched highlights of you. But you know if you if you go back and you watch uh, like clips of you in high school and at UCLA, like so much of your shooting off the dribble is because you always had the ball in your right hand. 
And so your shot would always start on your left side. And it was, it was kind of like, at times it was a little drastic. Is there a trend? Like, does it translate uh, the shooting and the ball handling, like having one hand being more comfortable to make passes out of like having to sort of fix that natural thing of, of wanting the ball on your left hand, but maybe now you're shooting on the right side. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, in high school in UCLA, I kind of always had it, you know, going left. I used to love doing a step back because it was just right there. Yeah, that's your move. Somehow, yeah. Somehow, yeah. So now it's like I can go right now, but my step back's not as good as it used to be, I feel like. So right. I, mean, I think over time it's going to balance out. But obviously it was the big change just because, you know, one time I'm shooting on the left and now I'm shooting on the right. So it's definitely a difference for sure. Yeah. Are there are there guys though, both now and when you were uh, growing up, that you looked at that you were really trying to emulate? I mean, everybody knows that. You know, I looked up to LeBron a lot. Um, he helped me a lot when he came over to LA. Obviously, um, that was kind of you know my guy growing up. I was gonna say, what about what about Jason Kidd? Because I know people have made the comp with you basketball wise. Yeah, I mean, Jason Kidd's obviously you know great player, Hall of Famer. Um, obviously, everybody tries to make that comparison. I try to be yeah. my own player. But yeah, I definitely watched him a lot. It was just tough for him because he, you know, he had to go against Shaq and Kobe, and <laughs> you know, that doesn't that doesn't work out too well. What was uh, when you when you you know get drafted by the Lakers? It's your dream come true to play for your hometown team, and then you guys sign LeBron the next year. Your favorite player, the guy you you idolized growing up. How how surreal was that at first to be his teammate? Oh, it was amazing. Um, like I said, when I first seen him, I didn't even know what to say. I just was like, what's up, man? Like, you know, it was, it was, I was kind of mad just because, you know, my season ended so early when I got hurt, you know, two years straight. So, you know, that was kind of a bummer for me. You know, I felt like we had a pretty good team. I was close with a lot of guys on that team, especially Lance as well. So I think we could have did a lot more than what we did, you know, the year, but you know, I got hurt. B, I got hurt. Uh, Bron got hurt. You know, the whole team pretty much got hurt. So it was a tough year. What well, you were probably in similar awe of me the first time I came that you were of LeBron. I would I would imagine. I'm not gonna lie, bro. I'm not gonna lie. You <laughs> might be the greatest. You're like the greatest shooter I've ever seen in person. Like the first no, couple no. practices, I was like, bro, because I was like, it's not. It can't be that hard to guard you. Like it can't be. But I was chasing you off those screens. It's like like you shoot the ball the same way off the screen that you do in the wide open corner three, and that really. I don't. Th- I don't think I made a shot in training camp this year. I made him in one. I fucking could not I'm make a shot. I'm talking about practice. Okay. I'm talking about practice. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, we, had a, we had a fun little uh, uh, shooting competition early in the season. Me and you after practice Tell one me. day. It went viral. Tell it me. went viral. You ain't seen me shoot against you yet because I wasn't ready and I'm not ready yet. <laughs> I said one more time. And I never guarded you at practice again because I'm not chasing you over all them screens, bro. <laughs> Did you ven- did you Venmo me the hundred dollars? I can't I can't remember. Yes, yeah. come on, okay. man. I'm a man of my word. Oh, okay, okay. It was Nikhil. Nikhil still owes me a hundred bucks. Then. Yeah, that sounds I just about make right. sure. <laughs> you gotta watch the rooks, man. They're not all there. I, I honestly think you. I think you could beat me right now. Right the now, you were sh- the, yes. The way you were shooting at the end of the season, I, there was, there were games like I was because I was hurt those last like uh, five games or whatever it was, and there were games. Where I just like I'd be tapping Fred. Like as soon as you caught the ball, I'm like, oh, that's in, that's in. It's just like so little wasted motion. It was. I mean, you're, you're, it, it looked it looked amazing, man. I credit to you, man, for for busting your ass and obviously putting in the work and 
it's uh, it's it's been really fun to watch, man. Really fun to watch. Thanks, bro. Means a lot. Hey, you got it, bro. Yeah. Thanks. So, are there are there young guys uh, not on the Pelicans? Are there young guys around the league that you think are next that you think are sort of not getting the not the credit so much, but like that are not getting the hype that you think is sort of coming for them? Um, I mean, Luca's doing his thing. Trey's doing his thing. Ja. Zion. Um, nah, I mean, I think the young guys are doing doing pretty well right now, honestly. Um, just off the top of my head. You think anybody? Well, th- what I'm thinking of is like, like we talked about this with Zion, and he's not, it wasn't actually a young guy, but he mentioned, uh, he mentioned Etwan as a guy of like, Etwan uh, is just the, he's just he's a far, baller. Far from young. He, He's far, no, he's far from young. He's far from young, but he's a, but he's a baller though. And he's someone that like is not getting the. He's not necessarily the average fan wouldn't look at Etwan and be like, okay, Etwan is a guy that has sort of like this level of credibility around the league. But everybody in the league knows that he can play. Um, right. Are there guys young or old? So, so don't don't hold the don't hold me to the young. But are there guys that you're like, okay, if I if I'm matched up against this dude, like I need to bring it all the time. Um, I mean, I kind of had that mindset every night, really, especially playing point guard position. But um, I'll probably say Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon from Pacers. I like his game. You know, um, very smooth. Don't mess up too much. Uh, I think he can get a little more credit for sure. What do you think is the biggest thing in terms of, uh, we talked about your shooting, obviously, but in terms of your growth as a player, the biggest thing that, that you've learned or that you've adjusted to over the course of, of, of three seasons in the NBA? Being more vocal. I mean, especially being point guard of the team. Um, you know, I, I play with guys like Rondo, so I've seen, you know, what it's supposed to look like. Obviously, you're very vocal as well, not even being a point guard. So I think that's that's the main thing, you know, just making sure people are ready to go, um, making sure people are in the right spots, and, you know, getting the shift bigger. From firsthand, uh, you know, I can tell tell you that you have grown in that area this year. Um, I, I definitely sense you taking on more of a leadership role with our team, uh, being more vocal. Um, honestly, I I kind of have said this before, but like it, this was like the quiet, like when the season first started, this was the quietest team that I've ever played on. There was just we don't we don't really have any like loud personalities or anything like that. It's it's a lot of young guys. You know, D-Fave is naturally pretty quiet. Um, now, I don't feel like the way we ended the season, I don't feel like we were quiet. But when the season first started, I was like, oh, my God, no one's no one's talking. <laughs> Me, B.I., and Jay Hart kind of came from the same thing. Like, that was kind of normal to us. So like, that's kind of like all we've seen. At least all I've seen for sure. I know Jay Hart, that's all he's seen. We came in at the same time. So it kind of really wasn't too different. I'm glad that we finally, well, I'm glad you finally called the meeting for everybody. Um, get people, you know, um, calling people out and stuff and, you know, trying to get the season turned around. But I think just a combination of, you know, being a new team and then plus, you know, we started off season pretty rough. You know, we had a tough schedule and I feel like we lost some games that we were, you know, right there to win that we kind of threw away and it got to a point where it's like, okay, now we need to start, like, we need to start winning these games. Like, <laughs> we go on 46 minutes and losing the last two. Like, it's not it. So, yeah. No, it was interesting because like we, so like our, our natural sort of energy as a team, like every team has like an energy and our natural energy wasn't a loud energy. And then you right. start losing and you can almost 
like sense this like cycle of defeatism and yeah just because of our like our group's natural personality and like we definitely like we we all talked and like we definitely had to do some things to sort of uh snap out of that we didn't even the funny thing is we we had that meeting we probably lost like four more games but as a team here's the thing as a team we never we never cracked like we never fractured or splintered like we we all sort of you know stayed together and and, and got along. All right. Credit to the vets, man. Well, you got to have good young guys too, you know? Seriously. How are your brothers doing? They're good. I mean, we're all, we're all just chilling in the house. You know, Mel's about to get drafted. Um, Joe's trying to find his way. So, I mean, it's nice to be together. You know, we haven't been together for a while. You know, ever since they kind of went overseas and I started doing my thing. So, it's nice to be with them. Do you guys, do you guys have a hoop, a hoop at your court? I mean, at your house? That's the thing. We have one, but it's getting taken down because we're about to build a gym there. But right now, we don't have anything. What do you think? What do you think the first uh, after Melo gets drafted? The first time you guys play against each other, what's the what's that going to be like? Assuming he's not, you're not on the same team. Uh, I mean, we'll see. We'll see if my name is matched up to his. You know, with Coach Jeff. <laughs> um, you know, I, I know his game pretty well, so it might be a tough night for him. That's hilarious. That is going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm waiting for Coach Jeff's speech, man. Oh, I know y'all look forward to his speeches. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I, it, it's, it will be surreal. Like, I, I guess just thinking about this, but like, imagine being in a pregame scout or like a shoot around scout the night, the, the morning of a game, and you, you walk in and they're talking about your brother. Like that's, that's yeah. a little freaky to me. That's freaky. And Drew, <laughs> Drew did it this year. You know, we played, we played the Pacers and all three of them played in the same game, which is just madness. Yeah. And Drew, Drew played very well. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Bill Simmons. I just wanted to make sure you were listening to podcasts on Spotify. Here's how you do it. First, search for your favorite podcast on Spotify's app. They have a library of over 750,000 pods at this point. So, Let's say you're searching for the rewatchables or the Dave Chang show or the ringer NBA show. Once you find them, click on the follow button. That's how you subscribe. Then click on those letters near the top of the app. that say podcasts. All the pods you're following will pop up separated by episodes, downloads, and shows. Wait, it gets better. At Spotify, you can adjust the speed of the pods to seven different speeds. 0.5 times is the slowest. I actually sound drunk at 0.5. You can do 0.8 times, 1.2 times, which is my favorite. Everyone sounds like they just had a good cup of coffee. And then there's 1.5 times, two times. And if you're completely insane, three times. Anyway, Spotify's app connects directly to many of the best automobiles in the world. It even has a CarPlay feature. That's pretty cool. Best of all, it's free. Download Spotify on any device and you're good to go. Should you be embarrassed that you're not listening to podcasts on Spotify? Well, I don't want to app shame you, but the answer, unfortunately, is yes. Make the move. Listen to podcasts on Spotify. Back to yours. I I, I really want to. Uh, we're going to do a draft here. We're going to do a draft, and it's going to be because uh, we had some success with with last week's pod when we did our draft of of our last week was a. Uh, the five uh, TV characters you'd most like to be quarantined with. And so this, this week we're doing the five sports movie coaches you'd most like to play for. And we're going to do it draft style. And because you're the guest, you get the number one pick. Oh, perfect. 
I'm gonna get this out of the way easy then. I'm gonna go Coach Carter with my first pick for sure. Interesting. First why? pick. Yeah. Why why he's, him? He's tough. Yeah, he's tough. That's how you win games. Track record speaks for itself. That's for sure. I'm like, I I don't know if I want to play for Coach Carter. He's motherfucking you left and right. You're you might be right, but <laughs> that's what I'm used to. That's how I grew up playing. I play what I'm used to. That's what I'm used to. <laughs> I forget. And Coach Carter, yeah. I haven't seen the movie in a while. Was the team was the team bad when he got there? They were terrible. They were terrible. So they were like, a, it was Richmond and they were horrible. And he comes in and he just like shakes shit up. Did he have a kid Turned on the around. team or no? He had a kid. He, he was nice too. Yeah, he was. I like, I mean, I see it. I see it. I think that I, I respect it. JJ, you're up. I'm up. All right. So my, uh, my first pick, man, this is tough. I'm going to pick coach Herman Boone from remember the Titans. Obviously, uh, first of all, Denzel played him. So got to go with Denzel. But uh, coached at uh, an incredibly difficult time uh, in terms of the social atmosphere. Uh, He brought together an entire community. He bridged the gap between uh, two races of players. I mean, to me, he's – and he won. They dominated. They were literally the – like, I'm from Virginia. They're the best – High school football team in Virginia State history. So yeah, un- I undefeated. I, I think the answer is obvious that he he really should have been the first pick overall, but number two overall, <laughs> Coach Herman Boone. Boone was my he was my number one. He also yeah, nice nice family, motivational runs through Gettysburg, so he respects history. Yeah. yeah, he dealt with both racist people on his team, racist boosters, and I remember the racist ref. Like he had all kinds of shit they threw at him, and he still made it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Has, the ringer done, has the ringer done a rewatchables of Remember the Titans? I don't think so. They need to, because I watched. Sure. I watched that 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 scene where the where the ref cheats, uh, and then and then the white coach brings everybody together, and then they go dominate. It's some of the the worst sort of just screenplay I've seen in a sports movie. Tommy, your first pick. Who is it going to be? Got, so, Zoe, the context for this is with the draft last week. I had a good, I had a great draft, but I got shit on the internet for about a week afterwards because some of my picks are controversial. I think it's going to be the same this time. Oh, my, wow. my first pick is uh, Coach Tony D'Amato from Any Given Sunday. I knew that. Did you see uh, that? Yeah, he was in my top five. Though. He was yep. in my top five. Yeah. So here's my reason. Players first coach. He didn't give a shit about what they did off the field. Like, remember they had that party with like the hookers and the Coke and everything. Like he didn't care. Like he let them do their thing as long as they won. He stood up for you against the owner. He and the owner fought and he won. He was a champion. He won two championships. Uh, And then the speech. I mean, it's the greatest speech in, in movie history. And the, the only cons with him is he's like a degenerate and unpredictable, but that's fine because all of the pros outweigh it. So I'm, I think that's a good number one pick for me. I like that pick. I do. Uh, run it back, Tommy. You get, you get the next pick. I get second? All yeah. Right. So I have a, my second pick is a little more traditional. Uh, Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights. For the TV show, not from the movie. Oh, very, yeah. Normal, boring, traditional. You're talking about Ch- Kyle Chandler's character in the yes, television Kyle show. Kyle Chandler's character. I did yeah. not know that we could do TV shows too. Yeah, oh, was, we're doing. I was going to ask that. I was going to. No, we, no, we got to do both. We got to do both. We have to. Okay, so Coach Taylor. Coach Taylor. Lights. So this means that 
uh, Coach Gaines from the movie Friday Night Lights is still eligible. He's still, he's still Billy Bob Thornton's yes. character. He's still eligible. Yes. Okay. He's, st- he's still on the board. So Coach Chills. Okay. Coach Taylor has no, he basically is like, uh, he's just the safe choice. He has no cons. He's polite to the people in the town, even though they're ruthless to him. Nice family. Uh, also a winner. Deals with a lot of shit. Safe pick. I think, I think both your first two choices were both safe picks. I, I like, I like them both. I don't think you're going to get a lot of slack for either of those. Okay. No. Uh, so, so my next pick so this one was kind of easy. I actually considered making um, him the first pick, my first pick, but uh, Coach uh, Gordon Bombay from the Mighty Ducks movies. Uh, the guy has won at every level, peewee, international, and some form of JV varsity private school. Um, I think he's uh, a great motivator. Um, and I like the fact that he sort of battled his own demons in order to become a better coach. I think that's important. I've never seen the Mighty Ducks, so I can't chime in. What were his demons? Do you remember? Well, yeah. You should watch watch Mighty Ducks, by the way. It's good. That should be a quarantine activity. You should watch all three. So in the very first one, though, he gets gets a DUI, right? He gets a DUI. He's like a big hotshot lawyer. He gets a DUI. And he's a former player the court mandates that he coaches a peewee hockey team and in Minnesota. And the team is terrible. It's a bunch of misfits. Uh, and they end up because of some zoning rule that another team's best player, Adam Banks, and they go on to win the championship. And then the second one, their team USA, they bring in a couple people. There's randomly a, a hockey player from Texas. I didn't even know they had hockey in Texas. It's like a cowboy. They bring in a goalie from Maine, uh, a couple other people. And then the third one, they're now all older and they go to this, like, basically they go to Phillips Exeter, right? Tommy, they basically go to like a prestigious private school school. and they're on the JV team and they have to play the varsity team and they end up, they end up beating them. So that's it. So he's a winner. He's won at every level. So this is, this is a good Monday quarantine activity is you can, you'll, you'll roll through two of them tonight. You'll like it. Yeah. Bit, bit. All right, you're out. Right, so, so, I'm gonna go with my third pick. I thought my second pick is gonna get taken. I'm gonna go with the coach from Glory Road. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. He might be off the table by the time he get back to me, so I'm gonna pick him now. Is that is that Don Haskins? Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. That's I mean, a good one. I, I don't have to say much. I mean, we already we seen what he we, what he can do with a basketball team, you know, especially at those times. So he gonna be my second pick. Who's the actor that played him? Patrick it's not Wilson, the guy from Sweet Home Alabama. Are you sure? Uh, I never saw Sweet Home Alabama. I never even heard it. I'm not going to lie to you, Jay. You've never <laughs> seen Sweet Home Alabama? I don't think anybody who listens to the show has seen Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> With Reese Witherspoon? I'm looking it up right now. Patrick oh, come Wilson. on, man. I know that this song, is- though. That's a- that's a song. That's yeah, a song. song. It is a song by Leonard Skinner. Yeah. Yes, it is a song. Yeah, the song is fire. The movie. Tommy, is you've not... never seen Sweet Home no, Alabama. It, that's, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to. It's not like okay. the Mighty Ducks. That, that, I don't care who the guest is next week. We're doing our top five rom coms. That's what we're doing. Okay, let's do that. Let's we're do doing it. Let's our top five rom coms. All right, oh, no, they, Turner, are you back on? No, you? no. Zoe's got another one. By the way, the actor's name is the actor's name is Josh Lucas. Josh Lucas. Yes. Yes, that is the guy from Sweet Home Alabama. 
I had him confused for Matthew McConaughey for about two years around 2011. Thought they're the same person. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So, so you, so you got pick. another one. Yeah. I get a first pick again. Well, all right, I'm going to go with the club. Y'all seen Hurricane Season? No. Hurricane Season? Yeah. No. What is I that? Haven't. Oh, you haven't seen Hurricane Season? No. Wow. No. We didn't know the two? Come on, bro. What is Hurricane it? Explain. Season. Do, a, do a synopsis right, of the I'm plot. Gonna the, I'm going to watch the Mighty Ducks. Y'all watch Hurricane Season. It was for, Forrest Whitaker, bro. Forrest Whitaker. Oh, oh wow. Bad. This looks... This looks great. I'm looking at the plot right now. Yeah, yeah. I gotta watch that tonight. Okay. Good cast, Taraji. Yes. Nobody talks oh, about wow. that movie. So it's post it's Katrina. Oh yeah, I gotta watch this. Oh, this looks great. I gotta watch this. Gotta tap in is, for sure. Is uh is is Wayne in the movie? Is Lil Wayne in the movie because yeah. he's on the yeah. IMDb? Yeah, 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 yeah. Guest star, guest star in there. Yeah. Bow Wow's not a bad actor. No, he's in there too. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good cast. Forrest Whitaker, Taraji, Bow Wow. Yeah, I'm watching this. I'm watching this tonight. That's a good pick. You have to. That's another one. I will, for sure. My three guys are all left on the board right now, and I just I don't know who to pick with my third pick. I feel really confident in my first two picks. I'm gonna go a little, a little um a little off the wall here. So have you guys ever seen the movie Celtic Pride? I have. Good movie for you to watch. Uh, so Coach Kimball. From the Utah Jazz, I'm going with him. His character, my my argument for that is that he let Lewis Scott shoot the ball every time down the floor, and he just berated all the other players. He let Lewis Scott basically do whatever he wanted. So if you ever like were in that mode where you were like, ah, I kind of want to just shoot the ball every time, Coach Kimball is the guy to play for. <laughs> Could you explain to Zoe very briefly what Celtic Pride is about? As context for this? it's Yes, sir. It's one of the five greatest sports movies ever made. Basically, the Utah Jazz and the Boston Celtics are playing in the NBA Finals. And two lifelong, diehard Boston Celtics fans, after a game, run into this guy, Lewis Scott, the Utah Jazz star player. They run into him at a bar. They get him super drunk, and they accidentally kidnap him. And they, they, they basically keep him kidnapped through the next game. He escapes. He doesn't end up press, pressing charges, but he learns a lesson along the way. And the lesson that he learns along the way is that you should pass the ball. Somehow that gets translated from, and he doesn't end up pressing charges, but. It's one of the Wayans brothers, right? Yeah. Damon Wayans, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's funny. He's Lewis Scott. He's, he's, the, he's the guy. I mean, he's the best player. Yeah. I got two. Yeah. First one is a little bit of a off the wall one. Chubbs Peterson from Happy mm-hmm. Gilmore. So the the pros are the pros are obvious. Great coach, great motivator, even the worst golfer as he turns into a champion. Seems like a fun guy to hang out with. Great personality. The only negative is that he dies. Besides that, everything yeah, else. I was is gonna great. say the only negative is that <laughs> he's he dead. He doesn't make so. it. But he would have been a great coach to be with until he passed, until the until the tragedy. So that's my third pick. Um, my fourth pick is uh, Morris Butterbaker, the guy from Bad News Bears. Ooh. So I think his last name is Butterbaker. You from might the, get some slack for that one. I'm not yeah, going to Yeah, I think I might get some shit for it. I think it'd be super yeah. entertaining. Not winning no game. 
We will by the end, though. We will by the end. And I think, I think you're like, here's my thing is like, if we're playing Little League, I want to have a fun time. Like, I'm not all, it's not just about winning to me. If it's Little League baseball, it's about like, I want an entertaining group of like guys to play with. And I feel like he was much better than like the team that they had to play against. I was in between him and the guy from Hardball, from Keanu from Hardball. But I thought that Keanu from Hardball had too many flaws. So I couldn't pick him. I mean, if we're not winning, I'm not having fun. So I, I can't agree with you on that one. I don't know. I can't speak for Jay. What do you think, Jay? I, I agree. I agree. I think, don't they end up, I, I've only watched it maybe once or twice. It's not like, it's not one of my perennial sort of once a year movies that I watch. So do they end up winning at the end? I don't Bad think so. Bad News Bears? I don't think so. But they learn a lesson. No. I haven't seen it in a while. No. Yeah. Why are you going to hire? Why do you want to play for a coach? <laughs> I just think it would be <laughs> fun. Win. I, that, I'm, I was dull on this I, one. I think it I would was, be fun. This, I think is I would... one, this is the one you're going to get killed for. <laughs> for sure. Like what? <laughs> yeah, this is just terrible. All right. Terrible. JJ, you're up. All right. So I'm, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with coach Gary Gaines from the movie Friday Night Lights. So have you seen the movie? I have. Great. Okay. Film. So there's the scene where he's at uh, he's at the quarterback's house, Mike's house. You know, he's talking to him about about getting out of that small town, about going to college, about getting out of his house. You know, he's got the the sick kind of crazy mother, and he says to him something along the lines of like, "You're seriously if you if you commit if you do it right, you're seriously going to fly, son." I can't remember what, what year that movie came out, but I was definitely like early. NBA college, maybe I don't remember, maybe late high school. Just it was a, and I just remember thinking to myself, man, like if a coach ever told me that, man, I'd run through a wall for him, you know? Like <laughs> right. you're seriously going to fly some. Like it just, it was very motivating. Uh, obviously, in the movie, they fall a little bit short and lose the game, but he got into this championship. Incredible motivator, built a sustainable culture. And uh, and yeah, so I'm just I'm going with Coach Gary Games. I like it. Great, it was a great final speech too. Yes. Yeah, that was a good. Pick. That was a good pick. Yeah, but we on four fourth pick. I got to go, with my man from Longest Yard, ultimate player coach, and he came in the game at the end. <laughs> wow. Yes, I sir. like it. I like it. That's I like that pick. That's whatever it takes to win games. I like that like pick. It. I like that. Pick. Any man is any man is a bunch of convicts on one team. That's hard to do. That is hard. That's hard. Who yeah. is the actor that played him? It's the old, it's a legend, right? He's we'll in a lot of movies. Yeah, we'll find it. Yeah. Yeah, he's my fourth. I like that pick. All right, so you got one more. Oh, this is my last pick, huh? Yep. Are we counting martial, martial arts as a sport? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, we count a golf. I got to go with it, man. Y'all know who that is? Oh, y'all need to watch that too. IP, man. Watch that as I'm one and two. I'm on that. Great morals. Great person, family man, trains the community, doesn't use his powers the wrong way. Great, great pick. I'm happy to with him. What's your guys' feeling on boxing trainers for this category? Your coach. Like Mickey from Rocky or Apollo Creed. Or, yeah. Rocky. Obviously, trained Tommy. Counts. Yeah. That's a coach. That's a good pick. The martial arts is also, it's good for us to have a martial arts representative in this category. Yeah. I've got to watch the movie, man. Yeah. So, so that, so you're done. So you got, you got it, man. You got her, the coach from hurricane season. Yeah. The coach from glory road. Yeah. Coach Carter. Coach Carter. Who am I missing? Long, long as you are. That's a good, that's a good lineup right there. We really have everything. Like they can all that's be a good all lineup. Right. 
That's a good lineup right there. Hurricane season, I might watch right when we get done with this shit. Yes, sir. Because that 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 plot combined with that cast is a is a winner for sure. Did Sleep you see? Bro. Did you see that? You saw that before you got to New Orleans, right? Yeah, I seen it when it first came out. Uh, my dad showed me that movie. JJ, you're up. So I was t- so so. I just want to tell you who else is on my board. So I was tempted to go with Eddie, which is uh, Whoopi Goldberg's character in the movie. It's about a fan who uh, wins a contest, becomes a Knicks assistant coach. The Knicks head coach gets fired. She takes over the team. They end up making the playoffs, and uh, they don't move the team, which the thought of you know the Knicks ever moving is insane. Uh, so I do think it'd be interesting to be coached by a fan. I think that you know the fans they 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 argue they uh, they talk about the game, they analyze the game. You know, let's let's put a fan in their shoes and, and see how they do. I like that idea. I like that idea. And yes, if the fan that was the coach, if Eddie didn't know what she was talking about, I would talk shit to her for sure. For sure. <laughs> the other one was Norman Dale, which is, though, you've seen Hoosiers, right? Not gonna lie, bro. I ain't seen. I know what it is. I know what it is, though. I know what it is. JJ's, a, JJ's, a, JJ's a Hoosiers hater. I am a Hoosiers hater. But I would have picked him. I, I can't remember who was it on one of the recent pods, but they, they pointed out the fact that at the end of the state championship game, Jimmy Chipwood, the best player has scored literally every basket for the team. And he runs a play. He draws up a play for someone else to take the last shot. I mean, I couldn't play for a coach like that. No, you got to go to your best player at the end of the game. Right. And of course, Jimmy says, I'll make it. And he goes and he makes it. All right. So I'm going to actually go with, uh, with Lou Brown. Lou Brown is my fifth coach. He is the, the head coach of the Cleveland Indians in major league. So he was on my board, brought a bunch of misfits together, overcame the odds, uh, had to deal with a, an owner that was trying to sabotage the team and move them. So I think, you know, all things considered, I think he'd be a coach I'd like to play for. JJ, your list is very solid. I like Thank that. Thank you, man. So let me, go, let me ask you guys a question before my, before my fifth pick about someone I was thinking about. He's not going to be on the list, I don't think. He's not going to be on the <laughs> list, but I feel like it needs to be brought up for discussion. What's the feeling on, on Jake Shuttlesworth Ooh. from He Got Game? Ooh. That count as a coach? That's a coach. That's a coach. I don't think he ever coached him, though. That's his oh, he definitely... He, but he He's definitely like a, he, coached him. He trained him. I don't see what's the difference between him and Chubbs Peterson or him and an MMA trainer. Well, I think, I think you have an official title if you're the MMA trainer or, you know, a boxing coach or a golf, a golf instructor. Like, I don't know. It's his pops. Can't count that. That don't count. Okay. All right. He's he out. never coached I wasn't him gonna, in an organized game. Those guys are all coaching in a competition. I, was, I wasn't going to pick him anyway. There were too many red flags for them. But I thought I think it's an interesting discussion because he clearly was an effective coach to a certain extent. For my fifth pick, I'm going with Pete Bell from Blue Chips. Mm. Coach from Blue Chips. Did you ever see that, Zoe? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Shout out. So, yeah. It's good. It's a good movie. Good rewatch. He was a great coach, obviously. Uh, who was a moral guy and made the right call at the end of the, at the end of the movie. And he, uh, I think that he won at every level. And I think that if that was a guy that was like in my coaching stable as basketball turned around, he would come back. I'm not sure how I feel about it, but that's who, that's where I landed with for my fifth one. So let, 
let me get the plot right. So he he cheats. He's he basically turns the other cheek. His program cheats for so for he's a legend. He's he's like a legendary coach. He's a guy that's and won they, a million championships there. Penny Hardaway. Yeah, and he's falling off. And the he's falling off, and, he, and he's yeah. worried, and he's and he's not competitive anymore in like the in yeah. the landscape. And so he comes back, and he starts basically buying everyone off and getting it, and 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 then at the end, he throws a fit and leaves. Uh, he's not going to get rehired. You can't have that level of just cheating and get rehired. No, but he's going to, but he's going to go to like a high school and be like a good coach there and win a bunch of championships. I, I, Rick Pitino left yeah. Louisville, went to yeah. Greece, killing in the, in the league over there. Are we missing anyone? Is there like a massive oversight? So if you, I was going to say, after you brought up um, Jake Shellsworth, there was one article that I read on Bleacher Report. They had the number one coach of all time as Yoda from star Wars. Oh yes. But obviously not a yes. sport. We, but yes. Yoda. Yes. I mean, yeah, yes, yes. That's pretty Born. good. <laughs> what do you yes, think? What, Yoda's a, Yoda's a good. What about the coach in uh, cool runnings? I don't know his name. Was he good? I, I don't remember. Like I haven't seen that movie. Have you seen cool runnings? Wait, was it Never. John? Is John candy the coach? Oh, you should watch cool runnings. Yeah. It's about the Jamaican bobsled team. It's a good movie. I don't, but I, I don't remember whether the coach was good or the players were just, or the, or the sledders were just. So I'm going to text you a list of stuff that you should watch that you probably missed Appreciate out on. It. Yeah. Thank you, man. I got time. <laughs> yeah. If there's uh, any time in your life where you're going to be able to watch all this shit, it's right yeah, now. I know. You got to, you got to, you got the window. I'm going to start it. today. I'm going to start today. Uh, all right, man. So I appreciate the time, man. Uh, I'm sure everybody will enjoy hearing from you. Tommy, uh, much better list than last week. I'll give you, I'll give you credit. All right. All right. Joe, I appreciate the time, man. I'll see you soon. Actually, I'll see you tonight. I'll see you tonight. Are you getting on the call tonight? Yes, sir. All right. Are you getting on the Zoom call tonight? Oh, you know it. Five o'clock, baby. My time. I'm there. All right. I'll see you. I'll see you in a bit. All right. As always, thank you for listening. We want to thank our guest, my teammate, Lonzo Ball. Tommy, hang in there. I will, sir. Is there anything else you want to add? Don't tweet too much at JJ. He's having yeah. a rough time. To as anyone is. that I may have offended on, on Twitter or Instagram over the holiday weekend, I apologize. I apologize. I'm, I've put myself in a, uh, in a 48-hour social media timeout. <laughs> So I've not even looked at either of my we'll make accounts it, we'll, today. We'll make it twenty. We'll make it twenty-four hours. He's going to pop on to promote the show and then pop right back off. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Um, questions, comments, uh, ridicule at uh, at JJ Reddick on Instagram, at T Alter on Instagram, at T Alter on Twitter, and at JJ underscore Reddick on Twitter. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.